Let's give him all the glory. Let's give him all the honor. He's worthy of all our praise. Father, we praise you. Hallelujah. Amen. You're all welcome to church. I hope we're happy to be in church. Okay, some people are not smiling. Smile now. Smile for Jesus. Uh, he makes all things well. Amen. Amen. Um, this evening, we're going to be looking at... A study uh, titled Willpower, Your Way or God's Way. Your Way or God's Way. Mm, okay, we're going to read uh, Genesis 2 15 to 17. Genesis 2 15 to 17. Okay, it says, The Lord placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned them, warned him, you may freely eat the fruits of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat this fruit, you are sure to die. Praise God. Um, when we um, hear willpower, I didn't even know that, um, I didn't know this is what I'll be talking about today, but I think God has something that he wants us to learn. For some weeks, oh, maybe like about a month, I just kept hearing, I will, I will. I said, okay, I, I will now. I will what? You know, I didn't understand it. But God said, explaining some things to me. That, who can tell me the word that you use, the most used word, or maybe phrase, every day? You must say that word. Can somebody guess? You know, I like to point people up. <laughs> okay. The most used phrase. Am I seeing a hand? For you now, what do you, what do you say every day? Okay. I'm seeing a child raise her hand. An adult. Okay, mommy. What phrase do you use every day? Every day, I just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, every day. Okay, that's yes. great. Awesome. awesome. Let's clap for mommy now. Let's clap for mommy. Okay, okay. Who else? Maybe not, not the prayer now. No prayer, just a word. Okay. Faith. I will, we will. I will. will. Ah. Yes. Yeah, Very looking fun. at my notes. Okay, okay. You're almost there, almost there. Okay, let's clap for her. One more person. Okay. Elizabeth has been raising her hand. Real power. What? Real power. I, I didn't hear. Real 
power. Willpower every day. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's clap for her. Willpower. Okay. Well, I think is there anybody here that has not said I today? You didn't say I. Is there anybody that didn't say I? Even if you raise your hand and say, I did not say it, you have, you have, <laughs> okay. So that's the word, I, you know, God started teaching me about the I mandate. Every day we wake up, we give, we give ourselves instructions. Um, who can tell me um, how they program themselves today? All the I's you told yourself. I will sleep till 12 noon. Who, who said that? Uh, a pretty auntie. Yes, don't look away. I'm looking at you over there in stripe. Yes. Yes. In stripe, yes. Yes. No, stripe, stripe, in front. Yes. Hi. Okay, tell us about your eye mandate for today. All the things you said, I will do. I will I will, I will, I will, I will, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. Oh yeah, tell us. Okay, so that's basically my schedule for the day. <laughs> okay. What did you say? I will this, I will that. Don't tell us the two private ones. The general ones you can tell us. Okay. Um, I plan to, I plan to um, wake up early, but I woke up so very early that I told myself, okay, Try to sleep for like an hour so you can get out to work at 6.30. Okay. So. I will sleep for an extra hour. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'll sleep for an extra hour and get to work. I'll see a particular number of persons today. Okay. Which Another I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was supposed to do some other things that I didn't get to do actually. Okay. I did so not. I can see, I'm trying not to use I, but the I keeps getting it. <laughs> okay. So now I'm here in church. Oh, great, great. That's yeah. a good eye. That's a good eye. At least we're all here in church today. That's a good one. Praise God. You know, so that eye mandate, it's so powerful because you program yourself for what you want to do and what you don't want to do. That eye mandate. As we go on, we just get to see. It just shows that there's some level of power in us that we have. You can say, I don't want to see this person. You know, and you will not see that person. I don't want to go there. So it just clearly shows that there are some things that we're involved in that we have the power to, to stop, that we are still engaged in because we have not actually told ourselves that, look, I don't, don't want to do this any longer. We can see um, what God did here was just to awaken the consciousness of um, Adam. Look, I did not place you here as a robot. You have a mind. I'm giving you this instruction. And you have the free will on how to, to carry out this instruction. And we know how the choices went. We know how everything went. It was all because of a choice. You know, sometimes we blame God for a lot of things, but if we actually sit down and think about it, 
we had choices and we took the wrong choices. So this is where we now start to talk about willpower. We have a will. We have a will. Can you tell yourself, I have a will? You know, we don't just, we don't just um, wake up and float. We have a will. We have what we want to do. You know, but as children of God, we have to align our will to the will of God. I'll be doing some definitions. We have some blank spaces to fill. It says, what is willpower? Maybe before we go there, maybe just one or two suggestions. Our drivers, the people that, I know the people that always answer questions. Oh yeah, hands up. What can I say about willpower? In my own definition, I broke it down. I talked about will, and then I talked about willpower. You know, so if you just want to talk about the will, what do you think? What can you say? Okay. Faith. Faith Hallelujah. Willpower is the ability to do things without being forced. Sorry, repeat. Sorry. The ability to do things without being forced or being in any other, in any obligation. Mm, okay. Without being forced. Without being forced. Your will. Okay. Free will. All right. Nice. Will. Okay. Drivers are rising. Okay, I think it's um, one's ability to decide okay. and stay on a particular course of action. Okay. Hmm. That sounds very, very, very good. Close to my notes. Okay. I'm going to read what I have here now so we can fill in our blanks. It says, will is the ability to make conscious choices. Conscious choices. We are all free we all have free will and make our own choices. So we can fill that up. Even if these are to obey the commands of others. Then I go on to say that willpower is the motivation to exercise will. The power to exercise your will is the will power. Okay, I'm going on. It says, willpower is the inner strength. The inner strength that enables you to make decisions and carry them out. It gives you the strength to take action and perform tasks and plans. Despite inner resistance, discomfort, laziness, or difficulties. Are we together? I'll take that again. It says, willpower is the inner strength that enables you to make decisions and carry them out. It gives you the strength to take action and perform tasks and plans. Despite inner resistance, discomfort, laziness, or difficulties. Are we together? Okay, I'll go on. 
It says, when there's willpower, number one, there's firmness. There's decisiveness. There's determination. There's assertiveness. Resolution. Persistence. And the power of pushing yourself towards goals and achievements. Are we together? When there is willpower, there is firmness, decisiveness, determination, assertiveness, resolution, persistence, and the power of pushing yourself towards goals and achievements. Also, in my note here, it says that with this skill well-developed, you're in a better position to overcome procrastination and laziness, focus on what you are doing, and avoid unhealthy and destructive choices. So what do you think, what can we say is the purpose of God for giving us a will, giving us will, power? Why do you think God gave us that? Why didn't he just make us robots? He could have. The flowers, they don't have any will. The grasses, they don't have any will. So when the wind blows, they just follow the wind. Whatever he says to them, they just do. They don't ask any questions. So what do you think is the purpose of this will that God gave to us? Yeah? Okay. Someone in front here. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can sit down. You can sit down. Bible said that we are created, we are made in the image and the likeness of God. God has the ability to make choice. And we are the children of God, so he gives us our ability to make. Wow. Interesting. So he made us himself. Oh yeah, let's clap for him now. Let's clap for him. Great. Okay. So who else? Who else? Apart from the children? Debbie. Okay. Debbie's raising her hand. I saw it under the table, under the chair. I think it's because um, life is a combination of choices. And while we're here, we will need to have the power to be able to do those things ourselves, particularly because he didn't make us as robots. So since we need to choose what to wear, how to drive, what to eat, then I think that's the reason why he gave us willpower. Okay. Great, great. Let's clap for her. Let's clap for her. We are learning. Oh, me, I'm also learning. I hope everybody's learning. Yes. Sumbo, you want to say something? Oh, you were scratching your eye. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, any other person? One more person. Why did God give us a will? Apart from the children. Michelle? Okay. Michelle, over there. God gave us.
give us willpower to like kind of determine where we end up after life on earth because like life on earth because like what we do the choices we make on earth kind of determines it determines where we end up like whether we go to heaven or hell so the purpose of willpower is for us to make our own decisions and for, us, for God to know where we should <laughs> end up. All right, all yeah. right, let's start with that. Praise God. Um, just like everybody has said, everybody is right. You know, um, God made us in his image and, I mean, God thought through the process of making us so he didn't make us like robots because he is not a robot if we read Philippians 2 verse 13 it says 2.13 says for it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure God gave us this will for us to give him praise it's just that a lot of people have turn this will and they're now using it against God and they've forgotten who actually gave them that power he has made us in his image to give him praise, to give him glory we are made to give him pleasure hallelujah says the proper use of my God given power brings deliverance and the joy of freedom in Jesus Christ my savior we have to understand that it's God that has given us this will. You know, some people say, it's my life, and I want to do it how I like. But it's not yours. It's not your life. Your life belongs to the Lord. And he deserves everything that comes from that life, even the choices that we make. So now, why do you think people make wrong choices? Why do people make wrong choices? Why have you made a wrong choice before? What led you to that point? They say, ah, this one is a wrong one. Why did you make that choice? Yeah, we should just call. We can list it up. Oh yeah, let's be talking before the AC makes us to sleep. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, I can see hands. I can see hands. Hands over there. Anybody? You can call anyone. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think uh, people make wrong choices, number one, because from the start, they, don't, they didn't commit or they were not um, putting God into consideration like Father and the Creator of all things, number one. Okay. And also, probably because they don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't have? The Holy Spirit within them. Oh, okay, okay. Great, great. All right, thank you. Next person, who is there? Okay, somebody. Okay, um, I'd say, first of all, you could, people make wrong choices because of ignorance. Sorry? Ignorance, I mean, ignorance. Okay. When you lack knowledge about something, so you go the other way. And then another thing is um, lack of contentment. Okay. People could, you know, greed could make one make a wrong choice, depending on what the situation is circumstances. Great, great. Thank you. I, I was just thinking that I need a pen so I can be jotting down some things. Praise God. Yes, next. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, people make wrong choices out of fear. Okay. Fear of um, failing. 
I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Fear. Okay. Um, that's why they make wrong choices. I was going to say um, what he said, what she said, ignorance. But okay. so I'm just add fear to it. All right, all right. Yeah. I've taken my own from my notes. Okay. Next person. Okay, Jockstar. Okay. I'll say um, peer pressure. Peer pressure. Yes. Okay. That was what you wanted to say. Uh-uh. Okay. Yes. Anyone? Praise God. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, people make wrong choices because of a lack of good counsel. Okay. The Bible says that in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. Hmm. Where there is no good counsel, it is most likely someone will make a wrong choice. Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's someone over here. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Hallelujah. Okay. I can see someone think, at the back. I think okay. people make wrong choices because of pressure to want to fit in. You know, because right now, there are a lot of things happening in the world. For instance, you see young, a young guy like me, you mm-hmm. know, some very young people like me, they drive Porsche cars, luxury cars. And I would want to, if I'm not, if I don't have self-control, I would want to fit in, to want to do wrong stuff to get those cars. You understand? So I think a lot of people right now who are making wrong choices, they are making wrong choices because they want to fit in, they want to show off. Mm. Hallelujah. You're in the right place today. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, next. Hallelujah. Okay, so many people. Hallelujah, where are you? <laughs> okay. I think some people make own choices of self of confidence. Lack of confidence. Of lack lack of, of confidence. And okay. I'm not sure I can do it without okay. anybody. Even without God, I can do it. Okay. Some people make the choice. All right, so we're just going to count the hands now because everybody's getting a revelation. Let me see. One. One, two. Okay. Three, four, five, six. Okay, six. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, For me, I would say uh, someone already mentioned something about self-control. Okay. I would like to put that with impatience. Okay. Lack of patience. And then sheer stubbornness. Hmm. Sometimes you know the um, result or the effect of whatever choice you're going to make. But hmm. perhaps because of the absence of patience as well, you hmm. just jump into... So it's a combination of either you just sheer stubborn, sheer stubborn or you are, lack patience. You lack hmm. patience. Okay. Thank you very much. You can actually think of when you made a wrong decision, what led you to it. That can help your answer. Yeah, we've all made some wrong choices. Yes, Pastor. Oh. Praise um, God. Okay, sorry. Faith, okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think for Christians, it's because they, they don't rely on the Holy Spirit, even okay. when they do initially and ask God for direction, they are not patient enough to oh. wait for the answer. Okay, great. Thank you. Pastor Bissau. Um, generally, I'd say the fallen nature of man. The fallen nature of man, Yes, okay. because it's like a tussle. It's a continuous tussle until we make heaven to make right choices. So, as a result of the fallen nature of man, you know, we have a huge battle with carnality. So, I would say that that's one reason why we tend to make, you know, wrong choices. Sometimes we know that the choices are wrong, 
But because, you know, you know, as the Bible says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, you know, okay. so we're tussling, you know, it's like a tug of war, to, you know, to just be right with God. You know. Thank you. Yes, who is next? Okay. Did I count you? Okay. Okay, go ahead. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, sometimes it could I hope be... we are taking notes, so we are getting a lot of answers. Okay, go ahead. People make wrong choices out of greed. Greed, okay. I remember 2010, there's a phone then raining, a Nokia phone. Okay. So I wanted the higher version of the phone. Okay. I went to Computer Village, 2010, they just introduced BRT. So I was there, I saw the guy by the roadside, and I was one at home not to buy phone by the roadside, that I should go to where they sell it properly. Bro, I didn't listen. So I saw the phone shipper, and exactly the phone I was looking for. So I was like, wow. Mm. So I told the guy I negotiated, he gave me the phone, the phone was working while I was there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how they do that. So... Only for me to just find myself in the bus and I check the phone, oh boy, ah, this phone is raining, no. Just get to the street, show my guys what I bought and all that. I just discovered Fufu and a solid tape. Uh-uh. I didn't know how it happened. Wow. Sorry. So I was a prey because of my greed. Hmm. So people should stop looking for cheaper things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look for things that are good. And you enjoy it. Okay. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Who is next? I saw one hand. Young man in yellow. Okay. Okay, then there's somebody in front here. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Um, I think we make wrong choice because we don't stop and think. Hmm. We just go to it. That's a good one. um, Stop and think, eh? Yeah. Mm. So... Like we learned in our class, we make wrong choices sometimes when we are hungry. When just we are hungry, like hmm. empty stomach. We just want this now. We don't even bother to think about the consequences. We think of the reward. Yeah. Iso. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you. There's someone here in front. I believe that is the last person. The next, you just answer the next question. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, I, I will say that uh, people, uh, we make wrong choice because at times we feel we know. When we look at the story of uh, how Eve for was as a result of, in spite of all the counsel, the time they spent with God, yet she opened her ear to listen to the Lucifer, that's the enemy, giving her another thought to mm. make a choice. Wow. I think that's how, because she feels she is contented with the little, what the enemy tell her at that particular moment, so she can, wow. I think. Thank you. Please, let's clap for ourselves. Um, I, I wrote my own answer according to my own experience. I wrote, um, let's read Second Timothy 1 verse 7. Second Timothy 1 verse 7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. So, my own issue for making a wrong choice was because of fear and timidity. You know, timidity. 
when we see here, God has not given us a spirit of timidity. A lot of us have allowed from, you know, different answers we've given, you know. We have allowed people to put us under pressure. We have allowed, you know, situations to put us under pressure. Putting us in a timid situation. God has given us a spirit of power. He has given us a spirit of love. He has given us a spirit of self-control. You don't allow anybody or anything intimidate you into making the wrong decision. And also, um, fear. Sometimes you're under pressure. You're afraid of what the outcome would be. Like um, our brother at the back there says, you don't make decisions when you are hungry. This one, you don't make decisions when you're under pressure. Because most times those decisions are wrong decisions. Decisions that can take you out of the will of God. We have power. Tell yourself, I have power. I have the spirit of power. I'm not afraid. I'm not timid. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. All right. So we're going to move on. We're going to look at the three types of willpower. There was actually um, a diagram that I saw, but I, I put it up. I'll just describe it. It showed the human brain um, divided into two. One part says, um, I won't. The other part says, I will. Then the third part says, I want. You know, so I think when God was just putting that, I will, I will, you know, I kept saying, I will, I will. I really didn't understand. But I found out that there's a part of your brain that takes that instruction. I will. Three types of willpower. The first is I will power. Just as I said it, I will power. The second is I won't power. I won't power. I'm going to talk to them. Then the third is I want power. We'll go back to the first one. It says I will power. It says this is the power we use to do the tough things to accomplish our goals. E.g. to walk out, to clean the house, to finish your medication. You know, sometimes when you start feeling well, you need another preacher to preach to you to finish that medication because you feel okay. So you need that I willpower to finish it. Then to follow the dentist's instruction, just similar instructions. The dentist say you have to brush every night before you sleep. You have to floss, all those things. You need the I willpower to be able to stick to those kind of instructions. Then the I won't power says, the power we use to resist the various temptations in our lives. E.g., that late night craving. I don't know why it always happens in the night. It's in the night that you want to just be cozy and now, you know, indulge. So that I won't power is what can help you to resist. Then I want power. This one is very interesting. It says this is the most important part of the brain that remembers what we really want. Our long-term goals, dreams, and desires. 
Interestingly, this is activated by thinking, just like our brother said. Thinking, stroke meditating, and self-awareness. Okay, let me just put all that together. You can see, um, sometimes, by you just remembering why you are doing what you are doing, by you remembering why you are serving God and why you are a child of God, that strengthens you to be able to overcome some, you know, glaring temptations. That look, oh, I'm a child of God. I'm in this for the long haul. I cannot sell my birthright because of this designer bag or this promotion. That is, I want power. You are seeing your long-term goals, your desires, and that's what puts everything together. And you are able to overcome. It even says that this is activated by thinking and meditating. So when the word of God tells us to meditate, you know, that brings to mind all that we've been learning, all the scriptures, everything. And that is how we get our strength. That is what sustains us to be able to overcome. Then self-awareness. We're going to look at some examples. This self-awareness, you know... It's just so, so, so important. Some of us are not aware of ourselves. We're just going with the flow. We're just going with the tide. We don't really stand for anything. We don't really know what we stand for. We don't know the temptations that we overcome, that we can overcome. We, just, we are just, you know, floating. I know there are some things that I cannot fall into. Me, I know the ones that are temptations to me that I have to be careful about so that I don't fall into, you know. We have to be self-aware. We have to know our strengths. We have to know who we are. So can you describe yourself? When I was, when I was writing this question, I was saying, ah, this one is thoughtful. So describe yourself In terms of willpower, it would be better for somebody to describe me. You know, what can you say about yourself? Are you someone that, before the temptation comes, you have already planned how you will fall? Or before the temptation comes, you have planned how you will overcome? Or before scenario, there's someone at the back. Thank you. Thank you for answering this very interesting question. <laughs> Go ahead. Good evening, Ma. Good evening. So I think I'm one of the most indisciplined person that hey. I know. My coach. <laughs> what will I say? And my husband my husband would testify to this that I'm not particularly disciplined. Mm. But what helps me at all times is I tell myself in the days of his power, his people are willing. Hmm. And, I, and then I say, this is, these are the days of God's power. I am willing. Hmm. So I sort of psych myself into it. I'm like, okay, God works in me to will hmm. and to do. So I'm willing because God is working in me. And Hallelujah. I'm doing it because he is still yeah. the one. So. Thank, thank you very much. I'm encouraged. <laughs> Please, let's have a 
you know, sometimes eh, some of some of us can just say, I'm, I have I have strong will. I have this with all our will and the will and strong all put together. Without God, there's nothing we can do of ourselves. Even Jesus said it that He cannot do anything of Himself without God. So the earlier we realize that that we need to align what is our strength with God to help us to continuously overcome the better for us. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Wiki. So who wants to share again? Some people are still clapping. Share your own. How will you describe yourself? Okay, yes. Sakelechi. Um, good evening, everyone. Good evening. I consider myself privately as... Um, a lazy person. Hey. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> why I say that is because I always, for the I will part of it, doing tough things, I look for the easy way out to mm. make things happen. So, it will get me to the destination. So, if I see maybe, for example, like work, mm. and I see there's a constant problem, there's something going on every time, there's a problem, and I have to do it, and I don't really like doing it. I look for an easy way to do it. Maybe I'll create a template or something to just make it work. And, you know, so that helps me to get through the tough things. That helps you to do what? It, get, it helps me to get through the tough decisions. So okay. I just find an easy way to help me to do the tough things. Hey, I don't know if it If you're lazy, you cannot even have a <laughs> solution. Huh? So no, it, it, it works for me because I, I well... I think it you are not lazy. You just have a way to find, you know, make find your work easier, now, smarter. Get, get work. Eh, That's... You want to do it in a difficult way. <laughs> yeah, people like that. So. <laughs> that must do it in a difficult <laughs> way. It doesn't so make it me, any better. You me, have, we have to learn how to work smart. I, 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 I might take my time to think about how to make this work. Over, you know, if it's hundred, ninety percent of the time, I will think about how to make it. I think, I, think, I think you are very smart, too, and you are not lazy. Oh. Because, I mean, if you can take the time to think, that's another thing. A lot of people don't want to think. You know, so if you can take the time to think. Me, too, I don't like stress, so I like to think of how to do it. If they say they can do it in one hour, I'll say, can't I do it in 15 minutes? Why are they spending so much time? What can I do to make it? Well, not that I'm, I want to do a shabby job, but I want to do something smart and will save my time so I can use the remaining 45 minutes to do other things now. Eh? Praise God. Does anybody have any other thing? Okay. All right. Well, that just you'll be the last person that we move on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Personally, I consider myself a very strong will individual. Okay. An extremist, okay. when others are saying this, that, or whatever, until I see a reason to pull out of something, I don't pull out. Okay. People's conclusion, I never conscript it to be my conclusion. Mm. And some ways, I have also realized it's been kind of a, a weakness. You know, like our sister said, it is God that works in us to do and to will according to his, you know. So, uh, at the moment, at this junction I have in my life now, I'm just leaning on God's will. I'm just leaning 
on his boat. I'm just leaning on his feather to fly because, I mean, change is not something, for me, it's not something that is very easy, especially changing from stuff that I've been very accustomed to. It's not easy, but God has been helping me. Amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. Just divert your toughness against the enemy. Hmm? Be tough against him, be tough against sin. Hmm? That toughness is good. We even see how Jesus handled the devil here. Praise God. Okay, so where are we? We're going to be looking at some biblical examples. There are so many. All the Bible characters, if you sit down and study them, you'll be able to see their different expressions on how they managed the different situations they faced. You'll be able to identify with one or the other in your life. We're just going to look at four. We're going to look at uh, Daniel. I'll read Daniel 1 verse 8. Daniel 1 8. It says, but Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat this unacceptable food. Uh, Just one person. What can you point out here? One person. This is my point in time. Okay, Pastor Irene. What can you point out here? But Daniel was determined not to defile himself. Uh, How do we describe Daniel I'd here? I say that as the I want power. Sorry? The I want power. I didn't hear you. I said I'll see that type of willpower as the I want power. Okay. Mm. Nice. Nice. Okay. Great. Great. We can see Daniel was determined. There are some situations we face in our lives. We have to be determined. Daniel was someone that was in the corporate world. He was, he was a minister. He was, you know, he, he worked directly with unbelievers. He was not a pastor in any church. He was going for his today activity, you know. But that did not make him to compromise. There are a lot of us that have said, ah, because of the way this Nigeria is, there's no way. You know, when, when you say things like that, the enemy makes sure, he will make sure that he traps you in that. But we see here that Daniel was determined not to defile himself. We have to be determined in our work, in our interactions, in our workplace, everywhere we find ourselves, to stand out. I remember um, Pastor Irene's testimony, how she stood for righteousness. Despite everything they were saying, she did not, she did not give in. And God came true. God came true for her. Praise God. So God will come true for you. But you have to be determined. You have to make up your mind. It was not at that point that they were about to serve them the food that Daniel was saying, Ah, Shadrach, Shadrach, what do you think now? Misha, should we just try it? You know God is merciful. You understand? You know, there are some things that you don't toy with. There are some lines you cross and you have just entered into God's judgment. We have to be able to understand those lines. Daniel three sixteen to 18 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, The God whom we serve is able to save us. 
He will rescue us from your power, your, your majesty. Hmm. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, <laughs> that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Okay, Pastor Sati, what do you, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> Should I read it again for you? Hmm? Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, the, it was a case of what's the worst that can happen. Hmm. Funny enough, a lot of times when I when I'm faced with tough decisions, I think about what's the worst that can happen. And when you deal with what's the worst that can happen, find out that it becomes easier to just stand firm. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God, though. Are we still there? Yeah, okay. It says, Daniel said, we will never serve your gods. He didn't mix it up. He said, we will. Remember our will now. We will never serve your gods. When the enemy is very bold, you know, to show you the path of sin, you should be bolder. And show them the path of life. That this is my choice. I will never. Praise God. Hey. Number two. You can never guess. Brother Samson. Oh. Oh yeah. Judges 16 verse 13. I was trying to describe Samson here. I say anointed, foolish, liar, fornicator, dedicated, Nazarite. It's mixed up. Judges 16:13. It says, Then Delilah said, You have been making fun of me and telling me lies. Now tell me how how you can tell me how you can be tied up securely. Samson, Samson replied, If you were to weave the seven braids of my hair into the fabric on your loom and tighten it with the loom shuttle, I would become as weak as anyone else. So while he slept, Delilah wove the seven braids of his hair into the fabric. I will move on. Judges 16 verse 17. It says, finally, Samson shared his spirit with her. My hair has never been caught, he confessed. For I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as anyone else. I'll go on. Judges 16 verse 19. It says, Delilah lulled something to sleep with his head on her lap. And then she called in a man to shave off seven locks of his hair. In this way, she began to bring him down, and his strength left him. Hmm. This will never be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, some of us are playing with the enemy. Some of us are having fun with the enemy, dancing around with the devil. 
You know, when the devil comes, he has a plan. He has a plan. If you don't have a plan, he has a plan for you. <clears throat> you must have a plan for the enemy. You must have a plan. I mean, Samson was blessed at birth. He was dedicated to God. He was a Nazarite. He was anointed. He was a, he was a child of God. He used to come to church. Then he was not wise. He became a liar. Fornicator. All mixed up. I don't even know which will now to classify him. Eh? You cannot release your secrets to the enemy. You have to, you, you, you even have to know what your secret is. What is your secret? Who are you? What do you stand for? Your consecration, your dedication to God, that, that is your secret. You don't play with it. You don't find yourself in places where the enemy can just turn you into a toy. That was what happened here. He, he didn't stand for anything. He was not resisting anything. He was not making any effort. He was just going with the flow. After all, I'm said, I'm a Nazarite. I have long hair. My mother is a Christian. They own the church, you know. And he fell headlong into the trap of the enemy. Like we started from the beginning. I, you can give yourself an instruction. By the help and the strength of God, I will not. I will not. I will not. Praise God. Praise God. Oh. Hallelujah. Okay, we have Joseph. Genesis 39 verse 8 says, But Joseph refused. Look, he told her. My master trusts me with everything and his entire household. Not, no one here has more authority than I. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. Who wants to say something about this? Just one person. Our drivers. Oh, yeah, Pastor Lamidi. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, what I would say is, um, Joseph, out of his fear for God and his love for God, was able to, um, he had made up his mind um, not to sin against God, to always please God. But sometimes there are times that we make up our minds and then when we are faced, you know, with that temptation, you know, if we are not careful... Um, if we are not um, standing with the strength of the Holy Spirit, it is easy for us to crumble, you know, under such pressure. By, but from what the scripture says, Joseph, because of his love for God, 
It's somebody that resolved to always please God and his fear of God, you know, was able to stand strong and able to control himself with the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. Praise God. Let's just put our hands together for Jesus. I, th- I think there was no reason for something to go through all that he went through. If Joseph could overcome like this. I mean, he was anointed, he was dedicated. Joseph had a vision. He had something that was driving him and something that was keeping him going. We have to know what keeps us going. I believe we all know what our vision is in God's favorite house. I believe so. We are getting there very soon. Hallelujah. (laughs) He said he will not sin against God. You have to make up your mind not to sin against God. You have that strength in you by the spirit of God to say, I will not sin against God. Some people say, is it possible for somebody not to sin? It's possible. It is. It's possible. It's possible. If you don't want to, if you don't want to sin, if you want to sin, it's not possible. But if you want to overcome it's possible. The next one we have is Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for our ultimate example. Jesus does not take nonsense. Why should we take nonsense? I'll be reading Matthew 4, 1 to 11. The temptation of Jesus. He said, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. We heard about this on uh, Sunday, the loss of the eyes. But Jesus told him, no. Everybody say no. no. Some people don't say, everybody say no. No. Uh-huh. So you know the things and the people that you need to say no to. Jesus told him no. Jesus was hungry. He was tired. Very hungry. But he said, what did he say? No. Ah, I heard somebody say yes. What did he say? No. no. The scripture says, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, If you are the son of God, jump off, for the scripture says, He will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their wings, so you won't hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scripture also says, everybody say, The scripture also says, You must not test the Lord your God. Hmm. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan. Everybody say, get out of here, Satan. 
Jesus told him. For the scripture says, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. The devil went away and angels came and took care of him. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's just put our hands together for Jesus. He has shown us that it is possible to overcome. Don't be afraid of any temptation. Don't be afraid of any devil. Just have it in your heart that you are an overcomer. You are standing from the point of victory. Amen. And Jesus did not mince words with the enemy. We should stop mincing words. What is sin is sin. You cannot change it from being sin. What is sin is sin. What is wrong is wrong. That's why I started by saying, you know, we have to be aware. We have to be aware of ourselves. We cannot just be floating. You say, ah, I did not know. You have to know. You have to know. If you're in a place, everywhere is getting dark, and you're in a compromising situation, you should know now. You can't say you, you don't know. You should know. So we have to be aware of ourselves so we don't fall into the trap of the enemy. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I, be, I believe we are learning something. I'm learning. Are you learning something? Amen. So we're going to go and do some practical stuff. Um, practical applications to our lives as Christians in God's favorite house. Hey. GFA. Do you believe it? I didn't hear some people. GFA. I'm always excited, excited, excited. Oh yeah, what is our vision? Who does not know the vision? Who does not know our vision? Okay, it's good to be sincere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the people that know the vision. One, two, three, go. One more time. Hallelujah. There was one thing Pastor said um, in one of the recent uh, messages. That the crowd, they are not deliberate. They were not deliberate. But the lady with the issue of blood was deliberate. In the midst of that rowdiness, she had a plan. Please, don't be among the crowd. You must know the vision. You must know why you are doing what you are doing. You must know why you are here. To be filled with the life of Christ Jesus. That means you should... Be deliberate. All the I will, I won't, I will, all those things. You now put it practical. I will listen to the word. I will pray. I will be in church. I will you know, be a part of, you know, the workers' um, team. You know, be deliberate to be filled with the life of Christ Jesus. So you cannot be released without being filled though, 
because if you are released and you don't have the word, all the things we've been about, something can happen. So it's important that you are filled. You are filled. Somebody will say, hey, oh, was there a tribe today? Hey, I did not see the teaser. You don't need teaser to come for tribe. You need to understand that you need to be filled with the word of God. That is what will sustain you. That is what will connect you to this vision. Don't say the vision is for only the pastors. Is, did they say pastor's vision? Our, our, uh-huh. it's for everybody to be filled with the life of Christ Jesus, released into our destinies, taking the world for him. God is expecting us to go out there as ambassadors, to be able to shine our light. But you need that word. You need to be filled, not just in a shallow way, where you forget and you are not sure. Am I a member of God's favorite house? Am I a Christian? Oh, did I give my life? When? I'm not sure. Okay, am I baptized in the Holy Spirit? Uh, that tongue said, one month, now never speak, you know? You have to be sure. You have to know what you are doing. You have to know where you are planted. You have to understand what is going on. Because if you don't connect to the vision, the benefits of what God is doing here cannot reach you. You'll be wondering, why is it these particular people that are always giving testimony? Because you don't know the vision. You don't know what is happening. You don't even understand why they are saying GFH better together. Don't be lost in the crowd. Be deliberate and connect to what God has for you. All right, next. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's start for Jesus now. All right, so after the clap, what is our mission? Who does not know the mission? Ah, somebody at the back there. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't know the mission? Okay, that means everybody knows the mission, so I can call somebody now. If you don't know the mission, raise your hand, though, so that the people that know can say it. Uh-huh. God bless you. God bless you. All right, great. All right. So, the people that know the mission, one, two, three, go. Ah, you're not sure. One, two, three, go. Changed lives. Hallelujah. By the time you're filled with the life of Christ Jesus and released into your destiny, taking the world for him, you're encountering people and people's lives are changing. They are giving testimony. Say, ah. When I met you, this was what happened. You say, I thank God for the mission. Change lives. But if you are meeting people and they are doubting Jesus and they are doubting where you are coming from, you have to start again with the vision. So that you start making impact. People's lives start being transformed because they are coming around you. You have to be deliberate with your life. Praise God. Oh yeah, oh. strategy. Mm-hmm. Exam. Strategy of God's favorite house. Okay, one person. If you know it, hands up. Where is Inka? Inka said it the last time. Where is she? 
So let's listen to what our strategy is. Um, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our strategy is, or our strategies, one is to invite people to church. Second, help them have a good and godly experience. And the third one is to help them follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo! Oh, yeah, now let's clap for her now. Great, great, great. So we know what our strategy is. Can I ask somebody again? Don't look at the screen. Another person. Oh, yeah, now. Apart from the children, the children always know some, have a way of knowing it. Oh, yeah, choir now. What is our strategy for God's favorite house? Oh, yeah, Yinka, say it one more time. Please listen, oh. Invite people to church. Mm-hmm. Help them have a good and godly Wait, experience. let's start from there. Okay. Number one. Invite people to church. Repeat. Number two. Help them have a good and godly experience. Repeat. Repeat number two again. Help them have a good and godly experience. Repeat. Help them have a good and godly experience. Somebody say good and coming experience. Oh yeah, number three. Help them follow Jesus. Help them follow Jesus. Want to go? Help them follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's clap for Inka now. We can't just be coming to somewhere and we don't know what it's about. We have to know where we fit into this whole, you know, work that God is doing. It's such an amazing work. It's such an amazing work. We have to be, hallelujah, we have to be deliberate. We have to be deliberate in serving God, in doing what he wants us to do. That is how we'll be able to overcome. That is how we'll be able to excel. We just need to plug in and allow God to use us. But, I mean, we have to know the tools. We have to know what we are working with. We have to know why we come here. It's not just to see a friend. God has an ultimate plan for us. Hallelujah. So, okay, we'll just take six values so that we'll not make people not come for tribe next week. Okay. Can we just have six values? The value is easy. I will not call you. Value, value, value. Ah, values now. That one is easy now. Okay. Ah, hola. No. Ah, pastor. No other people now. What are the values? All those things that we sing. Diversity, informality, all those. Eh? Okay. Okay. Ah. Wonderful children. Oh, yeah. One, two, go. Just give us six. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you can. Louder. Authenticity. Yes. Flexibility. Sorry. Flexibility. Awesome. Diversity. Diversity. Go on, go on. Implicity. Sorry? Simplicity. Simplicity. Servant spirit. What? Servant spirit, correct. Help out, Diana. 
Good sister. Oh, yeah, one more. <laughs> one more, one more. Okay, there's a meeting going on there. Have we got it one more? Remember, there are 12. Oh, just one more and we'll be fine. Go ahead. Okay, so should I help out now? Oh yeah, all this laugh, we have been laughing. What do we call it? Humor, Abby? Uh-huh. All right, so let's put our hands together for Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So it's a choice. We can choose to serve God. The same way we have our will, we should make up our mind to serve God. We should make up our mind to do his will. We need to surrender our will to him. And he will help us. Because no matter how strong we think we are, there's nothing we can do without him. So even in God's favorite house, we have such powerful pillars. You know, you may be saying, ah, I don't have any vision. We have vision. I don't have any mission. We have mission. I don't have any strategy. We have strategy. I don't have any values. We have values. You don't have any excuse. You don't have any excuse. You don't have any excuse not to serve God wholeheartedly. I will read Galatians 2 verse 20. It says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In, uh, I think, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 31 says, I die daily. You know, this thing about serving and following God is not just one of Every day, we are dying before God. We are dying daily to be able to overcome, to be able to excel, to be able to say no, to be able to say, get out of here, Satan. We have to keep dying daily in his presence. Our human will is always strong enough to surrender to Christ. This is the power of choice that God will not take away. Sometimes we say, hey, I am weak, I am weak. Eh, is that weakness, in that weakness that you call on God? I think, I think it was Joyce Mayer. One of her books, she was saying, I think she entered her office and I think she was angry or so with her husband. She had to lie down on the floor. You know, just telling God, ah, God, come and give me grace here. Because she was about to go and explode and do something against the will of God. We have to consciously connect with that grace. We have to consciously connect with the ability of God to help us overcome. Don't think it's by your own strength or by your own willpower or anything. Our power is never enough. But it's enough to come before God, humble ourselves before God, and tell him, Father, help me. Show me what to do. Give me grace to overcome. Teach me, Holy Spirit, what to say. And he's always there. That's why we need to be aware. We have to be aware of ourselves. He's always there to help us. 
as the will of man cooperates with the will of God, it becomes more than able to do the impossible. Some of us think that seeking God's will and seeking God's face is for weak people. What is when me, I know what to do. I'm a professional in my own rights. I am self-made. I am this. I am that. Why do I need this uh, we will and all this spooky stuff? Once we allow the will of God and our will to align, once we are cooperating with God, there's nothing that is impossible. Because we have allowed God to step in and take over. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, so I'll just read the last things here. It says, from the beginning, God gave us a will and did not make us robots because he wanted a relationship. As much as God has given us this free will, we still don't have the power to determine the reward. He is the rewarder. We can't say, ah, free will, free will, I want to do this, I want to do that. But you cannot determine what he's going to give you as your reward. But you can do that if you decide to follow his, his path. You can't say, I will be sinning, but this heaven, I must get crashed. It's not possible. If it happened in home video, this is real life. It will not happen. The Bible says that God is not mocked. What you sow, that is what you will. So begin to sow righteousness. You will reap eternal life. Hallelujah. Let's just give God all the praise. Let's give God all the glory. Let's give God all the honor. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Take it